Hey, everybody. You're listening to the Murph Sack Fantasy Football League podcast. The podcast we didn't know we needed. Intended to talk shit to league members and feeling absolutely great doing so. Eat shit, Phil. Palm, you are the worst. With that, here's your host, Artie. Oh, and go Giants. Fuck the Eagles. Yep, that's it. Podcast is over. Go home. Fuck you guys. Nah, just kidding. Welcome to episode number two of the Murphy League podcast. Uh, We had some great feedback from the pilot episode, so we're back again this week. Hopefully adding another dimension to the quality of the podcast. Uh, Adding a little bit more structure, maybe some special effects and sounds. Uh, I actually want to open up the podcast with, it's actually a poem that I don't want to say I created. It was uh, actually the AI. Um, There's this website that you can ask a bunch of different questions. You can even ask them to create uh, essays for you and whatnot. It's all artificial intelligence. So I, uh, I did a search for a fantasy football poem mixed in together with Twas the Night Before Christmas since you know it's the holiday season the semifinals are right here during the Christmas year Christmas season I should say uh so this is the uh the poem that I created and I, t- I tweaked it a little bit but let's let's hear what it sounds like let me know what you guys think Twas the night before Christmas and all through the house not a creature was stirring except for my spouse I sat with my laptop, feeling quite blue. I had lost my fantasy football league, thanks to the Detroit Lions defense, too. I had counted on them to help me win, but they let me down, and now I'm feeling quite thin. I had put all my faith in their football might, but they couldn't stop the other team's running game on that fateful night. As I sat there and sulked, I heard a faint sound. It was Santa Claus coming to town he jumped down the chimney with a loud ho 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 and said don't worry my dear it's time to let go fantasy football is just a game you see it's not worth getting upset at least you didn't take detroit minus three there are more important things to worry about like spending time with loved ones and spreading joy throughout i took santa's advice and let go of my woes and had a merry Christmas from my head down to my toes. I learned a valuable lesson that night so dear. That lesson is fuck bam night. I'm going to get beer. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Ugh. Basically a fucking awful Christmas it turned out to be thanks to the Grinch, a.k.a. Mario. I hope Santa got you a bunch of coal this year. To put a spin on it, though, at least it was Christmas and I had that distraction from the severe depression that ensued after the loss. I'd much rather have lost by getting the ill beats, the ill smackdown, rather than losing off of a bad management decision or or multiple of them for that matter in this case. But you know what? It's all good. I got my beer here. I got the, uh, what am I drinking here, the 60-minute the IPA, Dogfish Head. So it's all good. We're moving past it. The kid's asleep. It's all good, baby. We're doing this podcast now. 
So let's take it to the weekly recap segment next. Okay, there were so many different directions I could have gone with this. I probably could have easily spent 30 plus minutes alone analyzing the moves I made this week leading to my demise. I'll summarize it to fuck the Detroit Lions defense. You know, they obviously let the Panthers run through them like a bang bus whore. All weeks prior, they were shutting down stud running backs. But, you know, I guess they knew that I was in the semi, so they shut down on themselves. Story of my life. Uh, Truth of the matter is, though, I could have played Minshew or or, uh, James Cook over Purdy and Bam. But it just wasn't meant to be this season. With that being said, Mario knows that he didn't beat me. I beat myself. Mario had Big Cock Hawk against the Giants, who obviously went off for a career day because he was going up against me. Which, by the way, I called out in the pilot podcast. Huge financial gain. Uh, Financial gain could be made with any tight end going up against the New York Giants. Even with all these poor decisions, the game ended up coming down to the wire. And Mario's last play before the end of our matchup was Jalen Waddell. Um, he did enough to catapult him to a six-point victory. I, uh, I asked Mario a few questions post-game interview. Um, I asked him, first, what are your thoughts on a lucky victory this week? To which he responded, luck is finding a dollar on the road. This victory here is an example of hard work, determination, and forgetting to set your waivers. I like that response. Number two question, uh, what is the message you're delivering to your team this week and to Phil for the championship game? To which he answered, my boys, we have fought hard these last 16 weeks. We suffered injuries and devastating losses, but we prevailed through all. I'm going to need every ounce of strength poured out on the field. They will remember us. Philip, you traded your way and got JJ, but you still suffered an enormous curb stomping by me. The only difference is now it's cold. We do not fear you. We are only slightly disappointed at how low of a caliber team has snuck its way into the final bout. And last question I asked them, what is your prediction for the championship game outcome? And his prediction was final score, Sheila's revenge, 118, Philip. 105. Yikes. On the other side of the bracket, it was a less exciting matchup. Extremely low scoring. Uh, makes one think how those two scrubs really even made it this far. You know, Ali only scoring 89. Phil coming out with a pathetic win with 96 points. Although I know 96 are our gold standard, right? Uh, again, I would have pushed uh, both of their shit in. Hey, phrase it! Phil's team was carried by shocker, Justin Jefferson, who we all know he traped for. Um, And what a complete dud for Josh Jacobs and DeAndre Hopkins. Mark Andrews had a dream matchup against Atlanta and only six fantasy points. Without Lamar, his value is extremely low. And what was a surprise outcome? Jared Goff outscored Pat Mahomes 25-23, contributing to the debate that you could probably do all right with a late round quarterback if you know you you hit on one in the draft. And yes, I might be planning a conversation for debate for next year's draft, boys. But overall, a really disappointing semifinal matchup from that bracket. Your team ain't shit, Phil. I did go ahead and ask Phil the same interview questions post game, and this was the response. 
So looking back at this week's matchup, I'm glad I played Ali. I knew I have to look at his lineup. I didn't need to shoot for upside. I feel like he was too worried about blocking me instead of playing his best lineup. Playing players in poor weather conditions. It's it was poor management. I mean, let's let's talk about it. Look, why would you play Christian Kirk against the Jets on a terrible weather? Come on, bro. You got Dotson in your bench. Balling. I mean, listen, some some he's not him. I uh, you know, he terrible choices all around. Terrible, terrible, terrible. And so what's the message you're delivering this week to your team and, and even to Mario? Oh, I'm telling my squad the job's not done. They know it's not done. It's time to ball. We were robbed last year, but not this year. This year is ours. We built for this. We've been working all year, waking up 3.30, scooping up free agents, talking trash at the chat. We built for this. Look at Mario. He's not ready. He's not hungry. He's barely active. Six moves all year. Five elves tree coming into the playoffs. He's not ready. He's not built for this. I'm him. And what's your prediction for the final and, and any last remarks? I'm looking forward to this week's matchup. I think I have a great chance. I do need the stars to line up. Jerry Goff to connect with the Sun God. Lamar to come back and revive Mark Andrews. And Deion Jackson to emerge as the clear backup for Taylor. He did it before, so I'm hoping that's the case. Colt McCoy needs to come back to bring D-Hop's upside back. And I think I'm in good shape because look at Mara's matchup. He's got Walker versus the Jets. Camaro versus Philly. Chubb versus Washington. That's that limits their upside right there. I mean, Chubb is a big boy. He's a beast. And Kamara, he can go off too. But I'm glad they have hard matchups. And um, I think this is. I think that's pretty much it. We're in good shape. Just gotta worry about Josh Allen. Really, not too concerned about. His receivers, the only one that's scaring me is Waddle. I think I'm in good shape. I should be able to beat him within, with 20 points plus. If all the star lined up and I have my full lineup up here. Alright, alright. So that brings us to this week's matchup preview. Uh, Phil took a lot of my thunder with some of his voice memos. I'm Pretty much planning on harping on similar talking points, but we'll maybe go into a little bit more detail. Um, so, talking about the third place game, me versus Ali. Ali appears to be favored early on due to some favorable matchups in the running back department. He has both Pollard and Zeke going up against Tennessee. Tennessee really has nothing to play for this week, so that game may get out of hand quick, fast, and in a hurry, uh, leading to Dallas leaning on their running game. And CMC, he's going against the abysmal Las Vegas defense. I wonder if they're going to give any risk to CMC in this matchup, though. For QB matchups, Ali has Pat Mahomes going against Denver defense. 
Originally, I'd say that that's a tough matchup, but we just saw Baker and the Rams drop 51 on Denver last week. You know, was that a fluke or is that the new norm for Denver? Uh, Tyreek Hill also gets a tough matchup against New England, though less scary than what it's been in prior weeks or years, really, for that matter. On my side, let's see if Jalen Hurts pushes to play. I know there's been talk that he may surprise some people and get some action. Uh, If he does, that's a no-brainer start against New Orleans. If not, Purdy, he has a dream matchup against Las Vegas. And I know uh, George Kittle without Debo, it's been a huge vocal point in that 49er offense. And it's expensive. Yeah, I'm really expecting him to continue dragging his meat on my opponent's mouths. Hey, phrase it! And Saquon Barkley takes on the Colts this week, which in theory should be a 25-plus carry game in which they should take care of the Colts early on. Keyword, should. Although this game is meaningless uh, for bragging rights, the, the matchup between Ali and I, There is significance in that the winner breaks even on the league dues at $250. And now the big kahuna, the championship match between Mario and Phil. I'm going to take a little pause here. This is a good time to mention that Palm Sportsbook, sponsored by Words with Friends, has the matchup currently at Mario minus 400 and Phil plus 300. Um, And I have notes here that the Sharps are wagering heavy on Mario because of the major difference in running backs and the flex spot. And the Sharps also love Justin Jefferson, but the hole at RB2 will be much too much to overcome. My two cents is that, yes, Mario does have the significant advantage at running back, but his matchups serve to be challenging this week. He has Nick Chubb against a stout Washington run defense. And we know with the return of Deshaun Watson, Chubb really hasn't been the focal point of that offense anymore. He does have Alvin Kamara, uh, but he's going against the elite Philly defense. And his flex is Kenneth Walker against the New New York Jets defense that just got Quinn and Williams back last, uh, last week. Phil really only has Josh Jacobs at the running back spot. No one else is really worth a damn. Uh, But Jacobs was recently seen voicing his frustrations with the team. You wonder if they'll give him the same amount of snaps and carries this week. Really, they should, since he is a free agent next year. Uh, Might as well run him into the ground. At wide receiver, I do give the nod to Phil, though he needs to pray Colt McCoy returns from his injury this week so that D-Hop is relevant. I think the combination of Justin Jefferson, D-Hop, Amonra St. Brown, and Pickens is likely where Phil makes up the deficit this week. Ultimately, I think it'll come down to team defenses and quarterback play. Goff is going up against Chicago, who eh, it's not really a team defense to fear at this time. And Mario has Josh Allen up against an approving Cincinnati defense. I'm sure Big Cock Hawk comes back down to reality this week since he's not playing against me. And essentially, he's going to cancel out Mark Andrews' points. My personal prediction is Mario will take the trophy this year. And last but not least, the final segment of this episode today is the superlative section for uh, pretty much whatever you guys voted for 
uh, for the end of the year. Best pickup of the year. Actually, unanimous decision across the league with Mario winning with the Kenneth Walker pickup. Biggest draft pick bust. That goes to Phil with Jonathan Taylor at the first overall pick. Really can't complain with that if you're the league, right? Uh, person who most likely will miss watching football to spend time with their significant other. That was Andre. Person who will most likely be the next person out of the league. That was voted Alex. Just for the record, I didn't vote that, so don't come at me. Person who most likely will show up to the draft without any preparation. Also Alex. Most likely to bench someone who goes off on their bench. Ali. I guess that's the Miles Sanders, Pollard situation. Most likely to be impatient and drop a player before the blow-up. That's me. Most likely to make plans the same time as next year's draft. That definitely goes to Hugo. Most likely to state something in the chat that was said already hours or days ago. That goes to Clayton. And not necessarily a superlative, but I was told to bring this up. What happens to Kev after week five when he crumbles? And why is Kenneth Gainwell the key to any good trait? All right, folks, that is it for today's episode. As always, give me your feedback. Having some fun with this. I hope you guys are too. Uh, Be safe. Be good. Ali, as always, brother, send Venmo.